This is Aaron Smith at the Starters Club, because if you want to be starting something, ooh, am I getting hit up for royalties on that one? But you're listening to Biz Women Rock. Episode 68. What's going on, ladies? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. Thank you so much for coming here today and for listening to the show. I truly appreciate it. If this is your first time, you're in for a treat. I'm very, very excited that you're here. If you've been listening for months and months and months, thank you so much for being so loyal. I love you. You're awesome. Biz Women Rock is all about being able to have the opportunity to tell great stories from business women from all over the world in all sorts of industries who have really phenomenal business stories to share so that you can take this information and use it in your own business journey. Before we get started, I wanna make sure you know about our private Facebook group, that's BWR Connect. And the way for you to get active on there is to go to bizwomenrock.com, opt in, and you will get the very easy instructions on how to get invited into the group. I would love to have you there. The group is filled with great business women just like yourself who are wanting to connect, wanting to collaborate with one another and share great resources. It is an amazing, very, very active group full of super, super savvy women. So I'd love for you to be a part of it. And now, as we always do on Wednesdays, it is time for our Business Women Wednesday series. This is where we shine the light on one of the women who's part of the Biz Women Rock community. And today's highlight is Tara Anderson. And Tara is a fashion designer for men's fashion. And she's now working with a company called Ella Bing. And Ella Bing is a phenomenal business that um, basically is known for their bow ties, specifically for their hand-carved wooden bow ties. And she is in charge of the entire men's line. She's about to come out with a fall line for men. And, um, and she's just so on fire. She is determined to go after what she wants and she's really pushing herself as a designer to really get out there and uh, and do some really great stuff so Tara keep up all the great work that you're doing if you would like to be highlighted for the business women Wednesday series all you have to do is go to bizwomenrock.com click on the business women Wednesday logo and you will see the option for you to fill out your information right there all right it is that time an accountability coach and a podcaster. There's one warning I want to give you, which is the fact that while we were actually recording this, Liz's new podcast was called How to Get the Right SHIT Done. And we actually said that the entire time. Since then, she's changed it to literally the word bleep. I wanted to make sure that you knew that there will be a few bleeps in there and just a couple of quiet spaces. I love this conversation with Liz because she is fairly new in podcasting and in uh, coaching. And so we really get such a cool snapshot with her about her story as to why she has made the transition from corporate into entrepreneurialism and what her experience has been like over the past year of doing so. She shares some great tips, not only because she's an accountability coach and she kind of has to live this stuff, right? But, um, but she gives great tips on how to make sure you're hitting some major goals, how she has done that for herself and it's just really great. Her podcast is called Live Your Life Now. And she's about to launch by the, actually by the time that this goes live, she will have launched her second podcast, which is called Get the Right 
done. <laughs> so, um, and she has her accountability coaching, which is also called Get the Right Done. Really, really great stuff. You're gonna learn so much. So turn it up and let's go. much for being on the show with me today. Katie, it's great to be on. Oh, I am so excited to talk to you because you have experienced life in a way that many of my listeners have experienced in the sense that you sort of have been this corporate girl and now made the jump into entrepreneurialism and have such a great story behind it. So let's talk first a little bit about what your business background was. Like, what were you doing in corporate for so long? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, that's been a big part of my life. Well, over 20 years, actually, I was in the technology space, Katie. So technology, information technology, which was a great industry because lots of change, lots of growth. And my skill set was around sales or account management. So that's what I focused on and, and looking after very large corporate accounts out of the New York area for 13 of the years, like the big telecommunications and big financial accounts. Can you tell me a little bit about what the catalyst was to, that kind of helped you make the jump into your yeah. own business? Sure, absolutely. I mean, there's a number of small things and then there's normally sort of one big thing, but uh, I left my corporate career to January 2013. And so what was going on over the few years before that was uh, an illness. I had issue with arthritis in my feet and had problems walking for six months. So that was kind of like a bit of a wake up that, you know, wow, you know, life is too short and what am I doing in my current job when it's not really fulfilling me? I was very good at pretending I was happy. And then I also had this sort of this mindset of someday, this magical someday, Katie, I want to live in New Zealand and also the US, you know, like I want to spend about eight months in the US, but when it's winter time on the East Coast, I want to be down in New Zealand. My parents are getting older, you know, that's originally where I'm from, even though I am also an American citizen. So I had this someday dream and I, was, and I went home in August 2011 and it was just so difficult to leave and I was like, I've got to make a change. So... It was sort of those two things took me on a path of figuring out what can I do to leave corporate world. And the truth was I hadn't figured it out, but I just knew I had to make that, that big step forward. While you were sort of working your day job, were you trying things after hours? Were you getting education? Were you launching any type of business? Yes, good question, Katie. For what I was doing while I was still in my corporate role was getting educated as a certified health coach with the Institute of integrative nutrition. And what I loved about their course, it wasn't just about how many vegetables and green juices each day is or how many calories. It was looking at your work and your joy and creativity. So a number of things that make up life. So I was doing that qualification. I started that in 2012 while I was still in my corporate job. Gotcha. And so at some point you made a major transition and you quit your job. So can you talk a little bit about what was going on for you then? Because one thing I want to make very clear is that you did not yet have a job model like up and running for you. I think so many people who kind of make that transition from corporate to building their own businesses it kind of try to do both at the same time and then try to make the transition. But you didn't have anything like totally fertile and ready to go. You really just jumped. So can you talk a little bit about what that took and what your experience was like? Absolutely. It's a different tack, not necessarily the right tack, but it was obviously what I needed to do. So for me, I decided I had to break the umbilical cord, as that's what I call it, from my corporate job because it was so consuming and I'd been in that world for 23 years and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I was halfway through a health coach certification, so I just do some coaching around that area. 
but I really didn't know. However, I did have the luxury of some good savings. So what I had done in the two years, November 2011, I had moved down to the Jersey Shore. I rented out my apartment. Um, I moved out of New York City and I had another apartment in Jersey City. I rented that out. So I kind of downsized my life for about 18 months so I could get some so solid savings behind me. So that was what I had. I, I'm not married. I don't have children. So I didn't have that, those commitments. You know, I'm sure if I had those financial commitments that I would have started things on the side. And I also spoke to my family in New Zealand. I, and in January, once I resigned, I went back to New Zealand for four months and was able to stay with the family. You know, it wasn't as expensive than, say, staying back in the States. So I had some plan in, in, place, in place. But for me, I felt like I had to remove myself from that environment to really get connected to what I could truly offer. So what did you do from there? What did you discover? Well, I did Marie Folio's B-School, business school, um, in March 2013. And she's got this great prelude around start the right business. You start to figure out what do you want to bring? How do you want to serve others? What does coaching mean? What does it look like? So I started going through that whole process to figure out what I was going to offer because I like the idea of being a health coach, but I knew the whole nutrition angle wasn't like my key skill. So definitely doing Marie Folio's B-School was a, was a great catalyst. And then getting back to the U.S. in June 2013, which is what I really considered when I started my business, I joined a mastermind group that started in the August to really help me because I wasn't around like-minded people, Katie. Wonderful friends and family, but none of them were entrepreneurs that understood this world. And I didn't understand this world because I'd come from the corporate world. Well, talk a little bit about that. Talk a little bit about your mastermind experience and what impact that truly had for you. So it was a bit daunting because even though I'd had a lot of experience in the business world, you know, I was starting a mastermind. It was a group of 16 women. Uh, it was led by Natalie Lussier. And we had a three-day weekend retreat in New York. It's over a, it was over nine months. We were officially together as a mastermind that this lady Natalie ran. And basically you get the chance to be in a hot seat and talk about what you're where your business is currently and what you're planning to to bring out into the world and what you're focusing on. And you get a lot of input from other women in the room who some of them have been are very successful, have been doing their business for a number of a number of years, four or five years or longer. And others were a little newer like me that, you know, was trying to figure out their voice and their message. But just having people around you to really support you and let you try things. And even if they weren't the right step, you just feel you had that support to take it forward because I do think being an entrepreneur is one of the biggest personal development courses you could ever do. There's so many fears and doubts and challenges that come up. Uh, I think everyone can attest to that. Yeah, yeah. I think you're constantly going through this like roller coaster every oh, single day. I think you are. I mean, there's no Nirvana here and I'm not, not on your show to say I got it figured out within a year and I'm perfect. But it is important for me and the mastermind really helped give me that confidence, that support network. And also I got to tap into people that were very successful. I wanted to be around people that knew what they were doing. So what kind of steps did you take then? I mean, like to actually grow into where you are now, what were some of those major steps that you took? I launched a podcast in September, 2013. I just knew for me, I loved talking to people. It's come from my sales background, you know, interviewing and connecting with people. So I thought that was a really great medium for me. So I launched a podcast in September 2013. So that was sort of the first thing. And it's called Live Your Life Now as I was figuring out my whole brand around helping people not wait for someday because I experienced waiting for someday as I was waiting for that perfect job or, or finances before I you know, started 
living in New Zealand and the US. So that was the first real big thing. And, and that also got me very focused and disciplined around, you know, two shows a week. And, and it got me reaching out to people to connect with like-minded people. And I've had some really great guests on. What I love hearing from you, Liz, is the fact that you made that leap and A, you kind of still didn't really know exactly what you were doing, but you allowed yourself to really participate in things that helped you focus in. And then you took action on something, even if you didn't know if it was like the thing, like you didn't know that like podcasting, if you were going to be a podcaster and have a business podcasting, but you just knew that that was sort of the next best step. And then you participated in it. So what have been some of the most real, wonderful things that have come out of your podcast for you? For me, it's been the confidence in my own voice, personally, just that I figured out what my voice is and what I am offering to the world. So that's definitely from a personal point of view. I mean, I have had a sponsor. I don't currently. I kind of not sure I like the sponsorship angle, but, you know, I did get them to approach me. So that was really gratifying that my podcast is well received. I have got clients, people that will come over to my website and opt into my list. People have found me. And I've also found, like, a lot of my guests as well. I love seeing a tweet or an email where we just listened to you on Liz's podcast. You know, the guests will forward it on to me. And it's like, that's great. You know, I'm really helping my guests as well. And back to my guests as well. I've really connected with a lot of people that I've had on my podcast that are just so inspiring. So, you know, you, you can be having a down day or unsure of yourself, but you, when you interview someone, you're like, you realize that we're all so connected. We've all got these fears or doubts or these stories or back in the corporate world, I was definitely, I was driven by anxiety, anxiety to always be looking to be doing a good job. <laughs> and, you, and then you talk to someone else, you're like, oh, they have a very similar story. So yep. <laughs> yeah, so those things are what comes to mind. That's great. And what would you say like one of your most difficult challenges that you've had with your podcast have been? I think being consistent in the message times, I know I've had a lot of guests that maybe they've been all over the map and not that they personally are over the map, but could have been a corporate executive. Then it could have been an entrepreneur that's new or experienced. And then it could be, a, maybe I'd had too many health coaches on in a row, you know, like making sure my editorial calendar was really tied to what my listener wanted to hear. I think you were just trying to like, oh yeah, they want, they want to, they want to let me be interviewed. Okay. Yeah. I better put them on the podcast instead of me directing the thanks. You're a great person, but I don't think you're right for my audience or I'm going to delay this podcast and not bring it out for another six weeks when maybe the message is around finding your passion in your life next month it could next month it could be around finding your health in your life so I think I've been a little bit unstructured at times but that's why we learn and we just we just adapt but it sounds like that podcast was really a great playing ground for you to sort of help you identify where it is you truly wanted to be. So it sounds like sort of playing around with the podcasting and then this history, this background with the coaching, maybe not so much the health component, but the actual coaching part really seemed to take root for you. And you have now launched your coaching business, which is get the right done coaching. <laughs> And yes. we now officially have to mark this explicit. So, um, so <laughs> and you said the word, Katie. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> it gives it so much more oomph. Can you talk a little bit about why you really launched that coaching and what your plans are for it? Yeah, absolutely. And I've got a lot of things I could share here. So firstly, working in the mastermind and working with Natalie Lucier, I was like, I want to have a viewpoint. Like I want, I feel like I'm being too little bit, playing small around living your life now, which I really believe in. So it was like, she really helped me get clear about what some of my viewpoints, what my brand was. And also with talking to Chris Ducker in March in the Philippines, he's like, Liz, your brand is you. You've got to bring you into your brand. And it sort of morphed into being an accountability coach and helping people with productivity. Natalie got me to do this exercise, which is you write down things that piss you off, you know, that frustrate you. 
You know, no one's to see the list. You can swear, you can do whatever you want. But the idea is to get really clear on what annoys you. And I want people to get the right done so they can have more freedom in their life and live the life they want, you know, live their life now. So a lot of things happened in January this year that just got me so clear. And initially I was saying get done. And I was like, I don't want people to get done because people do. Everyone's busy. I don't, you know, I don't meet lazy people. But what they're not doing is the right focus and getting the right things done, Katie. Mm. Now, how did you take that and use that into getting your first clients? Like, what did that process look mm. like? I've had a lot of success with face-to-face. So you do the whole online. I've done social media, and I still need to figure that all out and still do it. And, of course, have a lot of promotion around my podcast. But for me, a lot of it's been going to conferences and meeting people. And then they become my client. And then through word of mouth, they recommend me. So that's really been a big success in the, since the March to June 2014 timeframe. There's uh, been this, a lot of the face-to-face with it's small meetups. I'm lucky enough to be near the New York area. I've been back in the, in the U.S. since April. So I've really made sure to get out there more and get my message across. So that's what's been helping me. I do use LinkedIn because I have a lot of people on LinkedIn from my corporate days. And I will, you know, send people some private messages. Hey, just reconnecting. So I've got a few clients from that. And I think that's what you need to figure out is a lot of times you do actually need to go out and still do the face-to-face connections with people. It's not that you can't have an online business, but as you're growing and getting your message right, that can be a really great way to get clients. Hmm. I think that's very true. And sometimes very overlooked because we really think like, oh, let's build this online community or let's build all these online followers and then we can just present Mm -hmm. ourselves to them. And that does work, but there's a lot of science behind that. (laughs) Yeah, And really just going and sort of meeting people one-on-one, there's a whole different relationship that happens there. It's just a completely different, unique vantage point of being able to truly meet people one-on-one. And another thing I do as well is I, in three groups, I, for free, do something called Around Accountability Monday and Accountability Friday. So two of them are like private, you know, they're all private groups. And one of them was just a, a five or six week sort of signature online course. So I pitched to the person that ran that online course. Because I see in all these courses, Katie, this accountability partner or buddy thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. But sometimes you're connected with the wrong person or maybe you just, it's not, right for you to be spending time with someone else because it can almost sort of derail you if they're they're at a different level whether it's higher or lower so i offered to be the accountability coach so on a monday and friday i would check in with the group and and, you know inspire them at times throughout the week what are you going to get done did you get it done no judgments but what what's going on you know let's commit because to me accountability is a secret source to getting the right things done and through that that person's actually hired me to be their accountability coach for their next mastermind program so at times you've got to like pitch yourself in an area where you see there's there's something missing and do something for free and then that can bring some really great revenue into your business. So right now, your it sounds like your business model is mainly made up of your coaching programs, which are generating revenue for you. On the podcasting side, there were some sponsors, maybe not so much anymore, but it sounds like really your coaching program is really where the majority of your revenue is, is flowing into your business. That's right. I am still, I am doing the one-on-one coaching, which is trading time for money, but I really feel in the first year or which I feel now I've got true clarity this year that I want to do a lot more of the one-on-one before I come up with group and online programs. Because to me, it's about building the right foundation in your business. And a lot of times I see a lot of people bring out these courses or online programs, but they haven't got a foundational community behind them. And I really want to be doing that. I want to have a community. So I'm really focused around the new podcast, um, 
because that's going to definitely build that whole community. And I also just launched the accountability, take it for a test drive, you know, free one month accountability check on, you know, take it for a test drive, become part of my community. So I'm doing things around that. But in November, which is a big month for me, Katie, it's going to be called November because remember, I'm all about living your life now. There you so go. November, I will be launching the Get the Right Shit Done Productivity and Accountability Master Plan, which will be my first online signature program. But I'm doing a lot of work now, one-on-one conferences, Facebook groups and opt-ins and the new podcast to keep building that community. So, you know, I hope to have a successful launch and bring different types of revenue than the one-on-one coaching into my business. Let's dig under the hood just a little bit about that because I think it's really important for everyone to really be able to understand what it takes to have something that you're going to launch in the future. So A, awesome job that you're creating. Like, here's the date I need to launch now. Mm -hmm. Let me go to work and, and create everything I need to create to make that happen. Can you talk about what it is truly taking for you to be able to build a product for launch? Yes. I mean, it's taking time from a point of view of education. I've done a course called Launch It and Profit and gone through that to figure out what the steps are to actually bring a course together. It's also taking a vision for the course. So just sort of looking to my right, and I've got like a big plan for July, August, September, October, November, and each month what I'm focused on. And with each, and that all drives building a community that would be interested on my master plan that I launched in November. So in October, I'm going to run a 10 days to a more productive you, a free challenge to get more people aware of me. September, I'm working with a copywriter. I've already hired them to work on the course content and sales page. August, I run a free challenge called 30 Days of Now. And in July, it's about the, the podcast, you know, launching that, you know, having a launch plan over July and August to really leverage and, and grow that. So that's just a high level, but I've already mapped out what I've got to get done each month. You know, the key things, the, the right things or the focus things for me so that on November 1st, I will be, you know, actually the cart's going to open November 3rd and it will close November 10th. So you do have to get that focus if you really are committed to bringing these things out. As an accountability coach and somebody who can obviously do this for herself, what tools are you using behind the scenes to make this really easy for you or to leverage technology to be able to help you do this stuff? Yeah, and I love tools, but I will say a number of my clients, not into tools. So we're definitely about customizing and figuring out what works for you. I mean, I do use the project management tool Asana. So that helps me because it breaks down like the bigger goal, the dates of November, but then each month, the week, what I've got to work on. I do have a weekly planner template that I figure out what I'm working on each week. And I am a big believer in the whole, what's the big one thing that you've got to get done this week, you know, that will really drive what your priorities forward. Um, but I, what I do is I'm really big into blocking time and I break them into three categories. And one of them is admin, one of them's content, you're creating content, and one of them's outreach. And outreach is client work. But it's also reaching out to be on podcasts, to ask people to be on podcasts, can be also guest blogging. You know, I consider that outreach. Admin is what I do to keep my business running. And it includes my Monday, Friday podcast. And my if I'm doing a YouTube video, you know, to me, that's kind of the day in, day out, the weekly newsletter. And content is like the new content creation, such for like the, the course that I'll be bringing out in November. I love that. So you're really prioritizing your day by chunking stuff down into these categories mm. and saying, what do I have to do in these categories, right? Yeah, because I find it's can be overwhelming like we may have the to-do list some people have to-do list some don't but whatever there's there's a lot on our brain and I love the big brain dump do the big brain dump but what happens is I look at these massive brain dumps and I'm I get overwhelmed 
but I've split it into three categories. And actually, there's another one, personal. You know, you know the personal stuff you've got to do, make appointments, uh, buy a plant, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> get, get your brother's uh, 50th birthday gift. You know, there's a personal list too. Don't right. get me wrong. So, so I find when it's, okay, I'm looking up and uh, admin is my next, next block of time. So I'll bring up my admin list. And I'll, from that, I'm like, what's the priorities in this admin list? And then tomorrow I've got an outreach. And then what's, I'll bring up that. And I just have them in little Google Docs because that's the way I work. And I can just see what's the priorities within the outreach or within content. Now, at the start of every week, I look at what overall what's the most important thing to get done. And for me, it's, it's a new podcast because it launches next week. So that's my focus this week. Love that. Liz, thank you for sharing that. It's so funny. I have a mentor and we've been working with each other just for a couple months now. And one of the very first things that she said to me was, she's like, Katie, you know, I prioritize my day according to three things and you need to figure out what your three things are. And I came to conclude that my three things were what brings me joy in my life that I love working on. What things do I have to do? And what things do I need to do? Things that I have to do are sort of like, I don't love doing them, but either I can train somebody else how to do them, but I have to kind of still get through them. But the, And the things that I have to do are the things that are so foundational in my business. Maybe they don't meet, bring me the biggest joy, but things like looking at my business's finances and forecasting and planning, I mean, that's something very, very necessary that every business owner needs to do. So I love what you're saying because any time that you're prioritizing your day and having an organization to it, you can then do the next step, which is calendarize it. Like you're saying, like you have this block of time and then really chunk stuff down and start getting stuff done. So I, I love that. That's a great piece of advice. Awesome. Yes. Great. So throughout all of this stuff, I, I love hearing about how you're achieving these goals. I see that you are on multiple social media platforms. And so for yes. somebody who's starting out their coaching practice, let's say, and somebody who's doing that very much in the sense that your name is your brand, just like you had mentioned before, what social media platforms are working best for you? Because I, I see you on many of them. So which mm. ones are working best for you and why? What is your strategy there? My strategy has definitely evolved and it needs to still evolve. But the two that I would say are Instagram and Facebook. So I've just really taken Instagram a lot more seriously because there's a lot of people on Instagram and the whole pictures and connection with people that way. It just seems to be inspired by it. I, I listened to a, a seminar by the ladies from Simple Green Smoothies and their success has been phenomenal. And it just made me realize how important that is around that builds that community, you know, building a foundation. And I've actually, I decided to take a bit of a risk. I don't know if it's a risk really, Katie, but I've decided to take a different track where I just started an Instagram called Accountability Coach. So accountability underscore coach is my new Instagram handle. So I'm trying that as my, my business to see what type of traction I get with that. So I just started that over a week ago versus my, my own Brazier HC Instagram uh, handle. Got it. What have been some of like your lowest moments throughout this process? Because it's been very intense for you ever since you really yeah. made the transition and jumped out of corporate. So take us to a low, low moment that you've experienced. And then what was the process of getting out of that? Only one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that response. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doesn't make me feel so bad for all the lows. <laughs> no. I mean, I've had months where I've earned no revenue. You know, I definitely have had, you know, quite a few months where I wasn't earning revenue or it was, yeah, or I would launch a new program around a coaching program called Life Changing Events or Executive Reboot. And I'd get like friends that I thought were my target market to read it and they were really inspired, but no one was buying. Mm. <laughs> it's like, so, I mean, that's really low moments because you're like, what? I don't understand. Like, I know I've got a lot to offer, 
but it's just that's okay if you're, you're figuring it out and yeah ideally you're still got a, a side job or another job so income's coming in and again I, luckily I had some savings but that's definitely been a down down times when you've put your heart and energy into a new coaching packages and then it doesn't resonate with anyone what do you do in those moments yeah good point well luckily the mastermind was what helped me because I wasn't I was in a structured mastermind program so I could get feedback from the woman in it and Natalie Lucier, like, this isn't working. And Natalie said to me, like, I think you've got the wrong target market list. You know, like, I don't think that's you, from what I see of your style and what you put out there and who you talk to and who you're supporting online. I think you want to work with entrepreneurs, not stressed out executives. It doesn't mean they can't be sort of your target market or be your clients at times. But she made me realize that I wasn't, that what I wasn't going after the right target market for me. Or, so, I mean, and she got me to do the exercise around what pisses me off, you know, so she's got, people have got me doing some different things around, you know, what is it, what, what is, what is the true message you're trying to bring out? Mm. Liz, it's very obvious that you very much love to stay educated. You opt into these great programs. You're constantly learning how you, if you want to learn A, you're going to go to the program who teaches A and go figure it out. What have been maybe some of the most profound, not programs, but let's say books, like what have been mm. some of the most profound books that you have read and educated yourself with that have really made an impact on how you're moving forward in your business? Books are so, so phenomenal. I, I just love them. I'm out of control with my Amazon Kindle and audio books. So great question. I mean, my all-time favorite book is How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. And that's by Dale Carnegie. And we all know Dale Carnegie from How to Win Friends and Influence People. But the How to Stop Worrying and Start Living was the first of the book that was a aha from getting rid of some of the anxiety and overwhelm feeling that I definitely felt in my corporate role. And also not feeling like I had to be perfect and have it all figured out before I, you know, took steps forward. Because he's a big believer of living in day type compartments, which ties into my brand, Live Your Life Now. So really definitely would recommend that book that helped me around the whole mindset. I mean, the four hour work week was my sort of light bulb that people could have a lifestyle like this. I have a business and work less hours and have more freedom because freedom was one of my biggest things ever that motivated me I was like well I don't feel free in my corporate job so what am I doing so that the fire starter sessions from Daniel Laporte she got me to realize how big freedom and feeling proud and happy every day how important they were to me and realizing my life wasn't structured that way I didn't feel any of that and what I was doing so there are three books I could go on with more that I've written in the last year like the compound effect or the one thing there's just so many books Katie so. no kidding <laughs> you, you asked a dangerous question I know <laughs> no, those are all absolutely phenomenal. And um, yeah, I highly recommend all of those. Liz, you are still fresh out of that corporate to entrepreneur transition. And I really want you to speak real quick to the woman who is experiencing that. So can you give some advice maybe to the woman who is still working her corporate job and is just not happy? Or they're working a business and they're just not happy and they want to make a major, major transition, but it's very scary. Can you give some advice to those women out there who might be going through that experience? I mean, two things come to mind when you ask me that question. One is around finding your joy and one is around being around like-minded people and firstly I think it's important to get connected with what does make you happy or what does bring you joy at least have clarity about what you believe that is so that you start to put some steps in motion towards that because life isn't about being uber successful or maybe it is to some people but it isn't once you start chasing all that success and that go 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 
It's really just about helping people and making a difference and like figure out what will give you the joy or happiness around what you offer and what you do. And then it's so important to be around like-minded people. So if you are in that corporate job and you're a side hustler with a side business or you have started your own business, you want to make sure you've got people that uplift you and are positive. I mean, that famous old saying around you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. I mean, you've really got to look at that and you've got to look at what you say yes to because a lot of times you're saying yes to things that you shouldn't be saying yes to because you think you have to or you feel you should or you used to say yes to it. But if you know what brings you joy and happiness and what your true goals are and you've got uplifting people supporting you, you know, like-minded people, you can say no because it's it's not the right things to be saying yes to. Mm, very, very great advice. Liz, I really want to conclude this conversation by you sharing with everyone. A, I actually want you to make sure everyone knows sort of how far you've come in such a short period of time. And then I want you to give us your vision of where you are going. So if you could just kind of give us a timestamp as to where your business is right now and where you want it to go. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely had some huge growth even since March 2013 and we're here in June, you know, where I am bringing in revenue into my business versus earning three or $400 and some sponsorship or the occasional coaching client of $500. Now I do have a community of client paying clients and regularly bringing in $5,000 a month in coaching, which is just phenomenal. As a, um, I mean, just in the short amount of time that you've been doing this, that's a huge step. Yeah. Yeah, it is a huge step. And, you know, it doesn't mean next month, maybe it'll be 2000. But I just having that now it feels like last month, this month, I'm on a roll. I just got hired to be an accountability coach for a mastermind program for very successful entrepreneurs. That's definitely, you know, helping my income over the next few months as well, because the, the importance of accountability, I think so many people are seeing it. That is the secret source, getting the right things done. So I'm also pitching myself to very successful entrepreneurs to work as alongside them as their accountability coach. And they've got high-level programs, so there's, there's a lot to deliver on, but that's helping me get to these more than, say, the $400, $500 a month, which wasn't going to be a sustainable business. And that was the second part of your question, Katie? The second part was, where are you going? What's the, what's the vision? Uh, I know you have, you're about to launch the Get the Right done podcast here very yes. shortly and we should all keep an eye out for that and you have yeah. November coming up with the big programs mm -hmm. where do you see your business going what's the big vision for you that's definitely the focus for this year I mean I want to run a conference around getting people getting the right shit done so I want to hold, hold live events where I have 100 to 200 women and men come along and be inspired for their business so I definitely want to 2015 will be about getting out speaking and having my own workshops I definitely have a vision around that. I want to be you know, quite a strong voice voice and inspiration for entrepreneurs because I really want people working on the right things and getting things done in quicker time. I mean, I need to figure out how to make my business scalable. I realize that a lot of coaching is time for money. So I do have a vision around how can I make this scalable? I'm planning to bring out an app, accountability app, that people can check in and be accountable because I need to make sure that I'm not burning the, the midnight oil in this business where I'm constantly emailing people about being accountable. So an app is my plans for 2015. So speaking in my app alongside, of course, continuing to tweak an online program because whatever happens in, in November, whether I sell 10,000, 20,000, 5,000 or 100,000 in sales, I'll, you'll always need to tweak it. Mm. And uh, hey, I'm only selling $100. You know, like it's more than 100 because it's going to be worth more than that. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I think a lot of people think, oh, great, she's got an online program. She's got that figured out. And that's not true. It's not true. And a lot of the successful entrepreneurs, i.e. they've been doing it for four or five years, they're always tweaking and changing or they're adding a new online program. 
you know, I'd love to have a vault where people log in. There's a number of things they get access to. So, yeah, I've got a lot of ideas. No hope that helps. No kidding. <laughs> and where can people go to get more information about it? Sure, lizbrazier.com. So that's L-I-Z-B-R-A-Z-I-E-R.com is where I hang out. And also liveyourlifenowshow.com, which is a little bit easier to remember, which just reroutes to lizbrazier.com. That's where you'll find me and everything I'm up to around productivity, accountability, focus, and driving results. And all those links will be in the show notes for today's conversation. Liz, I just really want to thank you so much. Thanks for being so open with us about your journey and so many great things that you've learned along the way. And and thanks so much for sharing a lot of your own personal tactics for making sure that you're bringing things to fruition. I really, really appreciate that. Just a lot of great stuff in here. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot, Katie. Your show notes are waiting at bizwomenrock.com forward slash 68. My best takeaway from Liz was the fact that she just took action. She had no idea where she was going to go when she jumped off the corporate train, but she just figured it out. She surrounded herself by really great people and she started educating herself on what she needed to do to figure out and get really clear about what truly brought her joy and what she wanted to bring to the world and how she could produce that in a business. And she just took action. And throughout this year plus of her learning and taking that action step, she just keeps on trying stuff. And sometimes it sticks, sometimes it doesn't, but she's got really great people around her to help guide her and the education around her to continue to to guide her on where she should be going next. So I just really appreciated that about her, about the fact that she just took action, she figured it out, and she didn't let anything stop her. She didn't even let the fact that she didn't know what she was doing stop her, she just did it. (laughs) So I just really, really appreciated that. I hope you got something really great out of this. And I hope that you will take action on what you are ready to do next. Thanks so much for being here. I'll see you on the next episode.